0: Oh my goodness, guys. Welcome. Hi. Can you tell that I'm hyped? Do you know why I'm hyped? Because if you haven't yet realized, this is the 50th episode of the podcast. 50 0 50 We're halfway to 100 in terms of how many episodes we've released. How insane is that? That's so insane. I'm like absolutely just excited about it honestly because when I think about it I reflect back to the very very first episode that I recorded and like the amount of growth and change I've noticed within myself and you know within these episodes and what I'm sharing with you guys is just insane and it just it's such an awesome reminder that everything just takes practice consistency and time you know, your first of anything is never going to be fabulous. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be up to the scratch that you probably want it to be. But the only way you're going to get to that point is by continually showing up and practicing and putting in the time. And oh, it's just so exciting to see we're now like 50 episodes in. Wow, I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that there was a time when I wasn't even one episode in. So much has happened with the podcast, with business and everything. It's just been such an incredible year of growth and transformation, and this is just a really great milestone of that. Now, I will be doing an episode at the end of this year to really reflect on everything I've learned across 2020 and, and give you guys some great tips and pointers of how you can enter the fresh year. But today, we're actually going to be joined by a very special guest who I am so excited to share this conversation with you guys. Honestly, she is such a bubbly, high-spirited person. I loved every second of this conversation. But before we dive into that today, I just wanted to quickly remind you guys that my New Year New Mindset program will be starting on January 1st. I am so excited about it, so excited to be able to help you guys create your goals, smash your goals, absolutely own the start of 2021 and set yourselves up strong for a successful year. So here's your reminder. If you haven't yet scheduled your one-on-one consultation call, jump into the link in my bio on Instagram at underscore emilyjane.co and schedule your appointment today. You know, schedule your one-on-one call. You can jump on a phone call with me. It's absolutely free and we will sit down and we'll chat about your goals chat about what you're working towards, what you're struggling with, how we can help you overcome those struggles and how you can really just begin to transform yourself and your mindset ready for the new year. So if you haven't yet scheduled your one-on-one consultation, make sure you go and you do that now. Pause this episode, go book it, then come back so you don't forget and you don't miss out on the opportunity to join into the New Year New Mindset program. Well then, that's enough from me. I'm going to run the intro music now and let you guys enjoy the exciting episode, the incredible conversation that I have to share with you today. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope you are ready to grow. Hello everybody and welcome back to The Real Time Podcast. This podcast is for those who are looking to become inspired and level up in all aspects of life. The Real Time Podcast brings you content of real value through being open, honest and upfront about how things are to provide real and constructive advice on how to start stepping up and becoming your higher self. Well then, what are you waiting for? It's time to get real. So excited to introduce our special guest for today. She has got such a positive energy about her. We have already been going off on such a tangent before clicking record on this podcast episode, so I know it's going to be a great one for you guys. So I'd love to welcome Angela Lumichisi to the podcast. Welcome, Angela. How are you?
1: I'm I'm so much better that you pronounce my name perfectly, Emily. That (laughs) always puts it on a good path to start off with.
0: I love that. It's 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 your prompt with the cheesy that really helped me out there. <laughs> but I, I would...
1: was people hear my last name all they'll do is call me Luma Cheesy. They'll never call me by my first name. <laughs> how to pronounce it.
0: What a great last name, though. But tell us about you. Tell us all about you. What is it you do? Like introduce yourself to our listeners. Let them get to know you a little bit before we dive into this. <laughs>
1: Okie dokie. Where do we start? Um, Well, I, like so many other people in the performing artist industry for um, 2020, have had to pivot and sidestep because I was, um, still am, not was, I don't want to sound like it's dead, but um, a musical theatre and cabaret performer. And uh, with everything that happened, a lot of gigs obviously went away and I, I was a teacher and mentor all those years as well. So I thought, okay, time to sidestep. What is it that I do best? And for me, it's about connecting and communicating with people and helping people understand how to do that. Because I think we've all got a story. We've all got a message. We're all put on this earth to say something, but so many people are so afraid of saying that. And I think coming from a big Italian family, you know, basically, if you didn't speak up, you were never heard. So I've always believed that I should be heard. And I, basically now just want to give that belief to every single person I possibly can, which is a big ambition, but I reckon I can do it.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. And you say about like connecting and communicating. And I feel like they're the two things that you've done literally so well since the moment I first started talking to you on this call. Like I just feel like I automatically connected with you uh, and um, like, yeah, I just, I just can tell that this is obviously such a strong point for you, which I absolutely love. So I wanted to uh, ask you a few questions because obviously like being in Melbourne and being in lockdown and all of that, you would know and understand how much of like a shift people have had to make with, um, you know, their businesses and their lifestyles and their work and all of that. So like I, a lot of people are having to turn to like social media or working online and this and that in order to grow their businesses and So on like these days. So what sort of difference do you think it makes when as a business owner, we can start stepping up and having more of a physical vocal presence within our brand and like having that connection and communication that you mentioned before?
1: I think to be honest, especially now, but even before COVID happened, it's actually the most important thing. And I always find it really interesting when I talk to clients or talk to people and they've, year for years they've built their business, they've built the brand, the way it looks, the colours, how it functions. They've put all this effort into it. Yet the person who instigated it, which is them, is the person that they nurture the least in order to sell it or in order to advertise it or in order to just get the message out there. And I find that quite ironic because people connect with you. They're not going to connect with what your logo looks like. I mean, they're going to like it. They're going to connect a little bit with what you've written. But unless they hear you and know you, your personality, then it's the connection isn't going to be as truthful, I think, or as strong as you could be. Um, And that's something which is really interesting for me because I'm the opposite. Like I've had to have all this help in order to put my website together, the content, this, because the thing that I do the most is actually talk to people like this (laughs) and is putting my face out there because of the performing aspect that I've had for so many years. But I think because of doing all my teaching and my coaching, on top of that, it's really dawned on me that even the most basic things, like looking at someone in the eye can be so confronting for people.
0: Mm, I completely looking agree. Someone
1: in the eye is such an amazing connection that you can have. And I think that nowadays people are realizing more than ever that you can't hide behind your emails. You can't just communicate that way because everyone wants to have that connection now, because especially here in Melbourne, we're all missing it.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think that, you know, first of all, how long have you been coaching for, by the way? Because you, you seem like you very much know what you're doing. And I forgot to ask you that question before. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: look, I'm not afraid to admit my age. I'm 42 years old. So I have been teaching and being a vocal coach for almost that like 20 years. Like it's getting very close to that now. Um, so I've been doing that for a very long time and I think a lot of it came from after I did my bachelor of music, I really started realizing from the, from the teachers that I had, the ones that I really loved were the ones who were able to make every single person in that room, understand the content, not just recite what it is and just hope for the best, but they actually were able to translate it. And I thought that was really fascinating for me because so many people learn in so many different ways. And so that was, that was a craft I wanted to develop because it actually made me understand how to perform and how to be a presenter and also a vocalist in so much better ways, so many better ways. I think my tense is just like screwed, skewed everywhere, but I think everyone understands what I was trying to say.
0: Yeah, no, completely, completely clear, despite the tenses, we'll move forward. <laughs> so you um, spoke about like, you know, the importance of face-to-face connection, which I think is really important, especially with anyone who is working online or is developing a personal brand and all of that. So how important, so obviously in order to have that face-to-face connection, you've got to have built an audience for yourself, right? So how important do you think that it is to know your audience before actually getting out in front of them to speak to them as a business owner or as a performer or whatever it may be?
1: Well, it's absolutely important because of the content and also how you deliver your message. I mean, you wouldn't deliver your message to someone if you were you know, wanting to empower young teenage women as opposed to someone who is a businesswoman who's been doing something for 40 years. The language that you would use, the energy that would use would be different. And it's so important for you to understand as a communicator how to vary that. Because it's still, as long as it's still truthful, then it will always carry. But it has to be relevant. Mm. That's the most important thing. Because if you read something, we all do it. We scroll on our things on Facebook. We'll stop on something that makes us interested. Now I won't stop on something on TikTok. That's not who I am, you know. But if it's something, and I'm not going to lie, if it's something about the royal babies, I always stop because I love those kids, and I don't know why.
0: I love that. At least you can be honest about that. I mean, <laughs> I had to delete TikTok because it was becoming too much of a scrolling distraction for me, but um, you- <laughs> I'm not on that. I just, I'm sorry. I just
1: feel like I'm a little old for that someone. Cause I do. So every Tuesday I did this thing. Cause I'll, I won't lie. So I'll go on a little bit of a tangent when COVID did hit. And this is the reason why the business kind of started. I actually got so depressed from the, the performing artist industry pretty much dying that I didn't sing for three months, which for someone who's been singing since they were five years old is quite confronting. And then about three months ago, I just went, okay, I need to start doing something. And I started this um, weekly thing called Tuesdays. So I post a new video every Tuesday just of a song that is either relevant to me or lately I've been doing a lot of dedications to people whose birthdays are. It's actually my sister's birthday today. So she made me do the Spice Girls for her. Um, I've got to tell you, that was a, wow, that was a mammoth effort. I'm not going to lie, because I was every Spice Girl in that. And if someone was like, you should put this on TikTok. And I was like, babe, it's not happening.
0: I love <laughs> that. Though. I love how you were able to like use the whole. Like, See, that in itself though, even though it's so unrelated to what we're talking about, that just shows the sort of pivot you were able to make given the situations you were in and how we were talking about before as everyone's having a pivot in different ways, whether it be for business or in your case, just for your own mental health. That's amazing that you were able to create something out of that, which is really, really awesome. And um, before we got onto the TikTok tangent, you were talking about target audiences and this is something I've spoken about previously on the podcast as well, because I think that like... There's so many people out there, right, that if we're trying to be too broad and not narrowing down a specific audience, then your message is going to become a bit lost and it's not going to be as powerful. So I think that's super, super important that you did mention target audiences there and knowing the language and energy you should be using when communicating to them specifically. And that will ultimately help make it a lot more efficient and effective at the end of the day. But um, when I was reading into your bio and everything before you jumped onto the show, um, I saw that you know you focus on a holistic approach to help people overcome their fear of public speaking, and I think mm-hmm. so many people have this fear of getting uncomfortable and speaking in front of whether it be clients or audiences, both physically and virtually. Like this, just seems to be such a consistent fear that we see across many people so what steps would you sort of encourage someone to take to start stepping more out of their comfort zone
1: Well, this is the thing, the whole um, point of working holistically, because I think a lot of people are like, you've just got to believe in yourself and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Whereas the way I work, and it's the same with when I um, do any voice teaching or singing teaching, is that you have to understand the way that your voice or your sound is created, it's connected to your mind, your heart and your body. Now, if all of these aren't aligned, then what you're trying to do will never work to the maximum capacity that you wanted to. So for example, if you're really tired and you're trying to give a speech and physically you're tired, emotionally and mentally you're tired, you're going to portray that when you speak. Even if it's subconsciously, you're going to do that. Now, if you're a little bit afraid, like if something's really important to you and you have to you know, do a really important speech, if you're terrified or if you're nervous, the first thing that's going to happen is your body is going to tense up your throat's going to tense up, even your face and your energy, there's going to be something different in your shift. But if you understand some basics about your technique, about how to stand, how to relax your body, but also how to produce the sound that you want to, even under that type of duress, then the mental and emotional fears that you have hopefully will have balanced out because all these other things that you're working on are stronger. Now I'm not going to say the fears magically go away. That's that's I'll never say that because personally, as a performer, I've always said, and so many people have said that to me: if you you're not a little bit nervous, it means you don't care. No, so it's important to know that that nervous energy is really is really important for you. But it's how you funnel it and how you make it function for you that's the key.
0: Mm. I like how you mentioned your voice is connected to your mind, your heart and your body. That is such a cool concept and it makes total sense. So I love how like easily you were able to package that up and explain that for us. And I think that like, this is so true because people can so clearly pick up on your vibe and the energy that you're putting out. So even if you're showing up on your stories and you're saying one thing, if like you were saying your, your heart or your mind or your body isn't there, people are going to pick up on that. So my question for you is how do you show up even when you're not in the right state? So let's say for example, it's not about fear, but it's about you have to be present for your business or for your audience, whatever it may be, but you're not, in the right energetic state to be doing so, but you have to, like it's it's a requirement. How would you tackle that sort of situation?
1: That's a great question, actually. Um, and there's actually a few answers to this. Some things that it doesn't make sense, but practice is a big thing. Now I know sometimes, and I won't lie, I'll be really, really honest, there have been some times where I've had to teach, especially in the last four months or so, that I'll, I've been in a very dark state and i i'm like okay now i've got to try to inspire people and give them this and blah blah blah, and how do i do it practice makes perfect like i know that it's almost like when you get on stage there's an instinct that just turns on but it's about creating the mindset about what is my intention What is my intention to do this? Why do I do this? Why do I, I mean, I could cancel lessons if I didn't want to do it, but I do it because I actually really care about the people that I work with and I connect with them and I want to help them as much as I can. So the thing about if you have to do a presentation or if you have to go to a meeting for your business, I mean, it's something that you've worked so hard on. It it will be important to you. And it's a really weird thing to say, but that intention of why you started it That's where you always have to come back to because that'll override anything. That'll override you. I mean, I've done some performances where I'm not going to lie. I have not had a voice about an hour beforehand and then I go on stage and it's like my body just knows and it just clicks into place and it's exactly the same thing, but it's about practicing the intention. It's about getting your stamina mentally and physically strong as well to know how to do that. And that's a lot lot of technical stuff with the mind, body and heart that I work with that it's practice, you know, like now, I mean, you know, how am I speaking so clearly and confidently to you? It's practice. I could do this even if I was half asleep. I'm not going to lie. Because it should be inside you. It's inside you. It's inside all of us. And especially if it's someone's business that they've created, it's a part of them which I think is amazing.
0: (laughs) I agree. And I think that people really tend to underestimate the power of having a strong why. Um, Because, you know, if you can connect back to your why when you are in those lower states, like you're making it bigger than yourself. And then that's going to give you the strength you need to really get out there and do the thing that you need to do. So um, absolutely love that again, nailing that question on the head.
1: (laughs) I feel like need some gold stars, Emily. Please, like, just
0: can you validate me a little bit more? I'm joking. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love your energy. I hope all of our listeners are getting as much of a as a laugh and energy boost out of this as I am. Now, um, obviously, I can just, I can already pinpoint a few of the things just from communicating with you. But what do you think makes a really good public speaker stand out from the rest?
1: Being honest. Being sincere, but it's also knowing who you are and how you communicate. Like for me, I know I have energy. My big thing is that I have I have a lot of energy and I have a really big personality. Now, some people I know who are really good public speakers, it's more about the fact that the content that they talk about is really personal to them. So their energy is a little bit different. It's a little bit calmer, but because it's their truth, you'll connect with that. And the only way to find that, about how you are a communicator is actually to find out ab- about you. Mm. So and about everyone will communicate
0: different. Everyone's story is different. Mm. And so it's really about being authentic, then knowing who you are and showing up as your own authentic self rather than seeing what someone else does and think, Oh, they've done that successfully. So I'm going to do that. And that's going to make me successful.
1: Well, how could that be their truth if that hasn't been their journey? I hate using the word journey, but I'm going to use it. But it can't be because there are certain events and situations that have happened in your life to make you who you are. That makes you unique in an individual. No one should be able, you shouldn't be able to try to emulate anyone else because no one else has your story. And that's, I think, amazing. Like, I want to hear people's stories. That should be the thing that people want to listen to. So, in order to become a good speaker, you actually have to really find out who you are, which is the hardest thing to do. Mm, and that's like, why this is so confronting to people.
0: Yeah. I can understand because the whole, I mean, it's a massive process in itself to have to go through self-discovery and figure out who you are and all of that. So it's not like it's a sort of quick thing to be able to achieve, but like anything, it just takes work and practice. Like you said, like continued practice is just so, so important. And that's how you're going to get the results in the end, right?
1: And it's also about the thing is, it's my job to do what I do, is to find what you already have inside you, but maybe you haven't tapped into for a while. And it's really funny. Sometimes when I work with clients, they'll ask me a question about a dilemma that they have. And usually when they were describing it, they'll already give me the answer. They'll actually verbalize the answer to their problem, but they just can't see it because all they see is this is the problem. And I'm lucky enough because, you know, usually people trust me really quickly is that they'll tell me all this stuff. And all I do is just pick out, you've already answered that question. Now we just have to work on building that because it's already inside you, which I know sounds a little, am I allowed to say dicky? So, cause I don't yeah. know how any other, any other way to say it. I know that sounds a little bit dicky, but realistically, if you, if you didn't know that you had something to say, then you wouldn't be opening your mouth. So it's already there. Mm. I just need to help you grow it simple.
0: Mm. In saying that too, like that makes me think of this whole topic of um, like communicating versus speaking and how, you know, I I, I think that there can be a bit of a misconception, like where people think, okay, a good public speaker, that's someone who can read off a, memorize a script and read it really well. So I believe that there's a bit of a difference and that being a good communicator is being a, uh, is more important than being a good speaker. So what's your thoughts and opinion on this whole idea of being a speaker versus a communicator?
1: To be honest, I think you need to be both. Mm. I don't think you can be a good speaker without being a good communicator because realistically anyone can um, learn lines and recite Mm. them. But if you're not, if you don't have an emotion with it, if you don't have an intention with it, then you're just reading words. Simple as that. But it's the same thing with us. someone who can understand the message really well, but maybe can't verbalize it the best way. So mm-hmm. to me, they have to go hand in hand. I've never known a good speaker who's not a good communicator.
0: Well, I love that. I love that description and that explanation that you gave of that. And on the topic of like, then verbalizing and knowing how to verbalize in the best way, obviously, you know, there are tips and there's tricks and skills and strategies that we can learn to be able to communicate with more confidence. And Um, personally I've always been quite a comfortable speaker like I was that kid in school that always did public speaking and debating and I'd volunteer to read out of the textbook in class and all of that but I know that like you know there's probably majority of people who are the opposite and actually really struggle with communicating with confidence so what do you believe some of the key strategies to develop good communication might include and how could someone start to kind of go about working on their public speaking skills a bit more?
1: Well, that's a great um, question. And there's actually, um, I'll bring it up anyway. So there's a Facebook group that I've started called the True Voices Club. And we actually have done a five-day challenge where every day I've given little skills for every five days that will actually already help you with that. So some of them is talking about how you stand. Some of them is talking about what you do with your mouth, breathing. And... It's really interesting that a lot of these things in the five-day challenge are so logical, but no one will point them out that that's really important for you to be working on. Like, for example, just the way I'm sitting right now, you can tell. Listen, I wish this was visual, but I'm gonna I'm going to describe it as much as I can for the viewers, viewers, listeners. What's going on? I'm such a visual person. Um, If I'm slouching over, you can already feel there's a different energy as opposed to if I sit up straight with my shoulders back. And that will actually impact on the tone, the quality and the energy of the voice. Now, that is the minutest thing that I can point out. But I'm telling you right now, if you're in a Zoom meeting and you sit up straight, people will look at you in a different way. They'll actually pay more attention to what you're doing and it's just learning little things like that that will make such a big difference
0: I completely agree and I'm like literally sitting here like oh my gosh I need to adjust my position she's just totally watching me thinking I'm slouching over Emily get your stuff together (laughs) no I'm joking I'm joking um but in saying that like Body language, I think, is so important. And I actually, like, I'm in awe of watching Tony Robbins speak um, on, you know, where he's got all those recordings of him speaking to all those audiences. And I'm in awe of it because of the way that he carries himself and the expressions he uses and just all of the, just all of it, the expression, the stance, the gestures, like everything. And I'm like, that is powerful communication and like if you put that next to someone who was standing like slouched over barely moving like which one are you going to be more engaged with so um thank you so much for highlighting the importance of body language there because I think that is something that is so so minute that can be fixed literally by sitting up in your chair within a split second like I did and it makes such a difference to the overall like delivery of what it is you're saying
1: so if you're not practiced in it how do you know that it's important? And that's the whole thing about practicing mm. is and being aware of it. So sorry to interrupt there.
0: No, no, you interrupt away. And, and that's exactly it. It's all about like developing that muscle memory. Like we automatically know to brush our teeth at night. We automatically know to wash our hands after going to the bathroom. Like these things that we don't need to remind ourselves. It's just an, a natural act. And I think that's what will come from giving yourself those reminders to constantly do so. And I think what could be a good idea is if you're someone that does struggle with these sorts of reminders, put a sticky note on your laptop when you're on a zoom call and have like sit up straight, like, and you glance over and you're like, hang on, mental check. (laughs) And those little things, like it's just about practice and repetition and all of that. And um, so obviously like one big thing about you is you want people to gain a sense of enjoyment from, you know, speaking from something that, you know, is generally or could possibly be a fear of theirs. You want to give them belief in their voice and their message. So why is it important that people do face their fears rather than avoiding them and just, you know, shrugging off that live video because, you know, one live video missing, that isn't going to be an issue. Like, what's your, why is it important for people to face their fears rather than running away? I think
1: it's important because if you don't face it, if you don't experiment, if you don't fail at it, you'll never get better. So what happens is that fear actually multiplies and grows. And so if you want to conquer it, conquering it in five years' time as opposed to trying to conquering it now will actually be harder. And, look, it's not easy. I'll, I'll admit right now even starting another business again. Like it's, it's terrifying. Of course it's, of course it's difficult. But you never get something of benefit without actually having to traverse all the ups and downs with it. And I think that's the thing that people forget is experimenting, making a mistake is a part of actually you learning how to do it. Because if you don't know how not to do it, how are you going to know how to do it? And what you want is to know how to do it and do it consistently. That's how you get better. Simple as that. But if you don't know if it's right, How are you going to know? You're always going to second guess. And I want to take the guessing out of what people do. I want to give them the skills that they can apply and they understand that they're doing it the right way.
0: Mm. Or else
1: you're just going to be questioning all the time, which is just going to grow another fear.
0: Yeah. And we all don't
1: need that. Come on.
0: (laughs) It is. It's, it's, It's one of those things where the longer you avoid it, the worse it's going to get. Like the best analogy I could give to that is like your bedroom. The longer you put off cleaning it, the bigger and bigger and bigger of a job it's going to become and you're just going to dread it more and more and more. Like that's me personally. Um, might be something different.
1: <laughs> I've got a story for that. So I was in New Zealand on a Kentucky tour. Please don't judge me, everyone. This is many years ago. But I was doing a canyon swing where you actually jump off and then when the rope, you know, you swing in the canyon. And I was standing on that ledge, I don't even know how long, and the guy was trying to push me. I didn't even hear my friends, like, encourage me because they could see the fear on my face through through the, through the screen. And the only thing that made me jump is he said, the longer you wait here, the worse it's going to get. Yeah. And that was the only thing that made me jump. Because I thought if it's going to get any worse than this, I'm never going to do (laughs) it.
0: Yeah, and because it does because our minds are such a powerful thing but they're also a very dangerous thing. The longer you, like, let something sit and build up, the worse and worse it's going to become in your head. So you've just got to rip the Band-Aid and get it done. And it's going to...
1: I'm nodding my head so emphatically right now, it's ridiculous.
0: (laughs) And it always feels better once you get it done anyway. And I, I'm such a big believer in the things that scare you. Like obviously there's, there's lessons that are going to come out from the other side of them. If you can face your fears, there's some way you're going to rise after it. So never run away from them. I mean, unless it's life threatening, mm-hmm. um, always, if it's business, if it's self growth, public speaking, whatever it may be, if it's something that you fear in that sense, then absolutely tackle it because it's going to get easier and easier and easier the more you do it. Like a lot of the time, the fears that we have, other people have as well. So it's just about going out, getting it done, and realizing it's not as big of a scary monster as you think it might actually be. So, I do have one final question to ask you today. This has been such a fun podcast. Um, I really don't want it to end, but we do have to start (laughs) wrapping it up. So, because this is the real time podcast, there's one question I ask all of my guests What is one final piece of real advice you want to leave all of our listeners with today?
1: Don't be afraid of who you are. If you have something to say, say it. Believe in what you have to say is important because someone's always going to want to hear it. And if it's your truth, it will speak volumes.
0: I love that. That was absolutely incredible. Thank you so much, Angela, for coming onto the show today. I have loved every single minute of this conversation and I am definitely going to have you pay us a visit down the track for another episode in the future. So thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into my real-time podcast. I have had so much fun making this and I hope this has been able to help you in some way. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to share it with someone who may be in need of hearing it. My goal with this channel is to bring you guys content of real value, so help me share this message and share this podcast by screenshotting it and tagging me on your stories. By doing so, you'll be doing your part in helping me build this platform and build a space where people can listen can grow and can overcome whatever obstacles are getting in the way of their success. But that starts with you guys. Tag me at emilyjane.dm in your stories and hashtag RealTime, and I'll be sure to reshare you on my page. Thank you so much again, guys, for listening in today. Your support honestly means the world to me. So until next time, keep it real.